Beautiful. Oh, this intro story this week. Now, look, I've brought some pretty gross intro stories over the years. I I remember we (laughs) had one of a dog diarrheaing in its owner's mouth. We had last week, just last week, we had one about a a lady who makes jewellery out of shit. (laughs) I'm going against that. I don't remember that one. Yeah, well, you weren't on last week, so that's why. Oh, okay. Yes. So, this one, I've got a bit of a palate cleanser. We have probably the cutest intro story that we may have ever had Mm. on this show. This comes out of IGN, was written by Taylor Lyles. Prepare for a gaming event like no other. (laughs) Shake off the idea, Lockie. Prepare for a gaming (laughs) event like no other as a four-legged contender is all set to dash into the spotlight at Awesome Games Done Quick. 2024, making history as the first dog to complete a speed run in a video game for the popular event. In a post on Twitter, user at JSR2Gamers posted an announcement video teasing his dog Peanut Butter, also affectionately called PB by his owner, and the milestone he's set to embark on next year. This is not the first time Peanut Butter has speedrun a game. Three months ago, his owner uploaded a video of the good boy speedrunning the NES game Gyromite, which PB completed in 25 minutes and 29 seconds. Now Peanut Butter does not have any thumbs, obviously, making it difficult for it to hold a controller, yet his owner can have the dog play a game thanks to a custom controller built by JSR. The controller is mapped to four separate buttons, A, B, both buttons, and the select button, according to JSR's YouTube description. We have a cute little doggo doing speed runs, cat. What are your thoughts? Um, I've, That's so freaking wholesome. What the heck? <laughs> Did they say what kind of dog he is? A Shibu Inu. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God. I put a picture in the dock and I sent you a photo in, oh, in your, on yeah. Messenger as well, Lockie. Oh, it's my a, God. He's a good boy. He's a cute little good boy. Oh, my God. So smart. <laughs> oh. I wonder if my cat can do that. <laughs> she's Yeah, she's stupid. <laughs> oh. I need to see you build a custom controller cat to get... <laughs> Get your cat into the next games done quick. Yeah, twenty twenty five. Let's let's get started now. I reckon cat the cat will know what you want them to do, but they'll just knock the controller off out of spite. Yeah, my cat is that kind of cat. She'd look at it, go, "I know how to do this," and then be like, "But I'm not going to." Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> not gonna do it. Lockie, you have a couple of good little doggos at home. Could you see them doing a speed run oh. of an NES game? Oh, they. They're very good doggos. They're um, poodle crosses and they're very handsy with their front paws. So, um, like, uh, they're the friggin' cutest things. Like, they they can give hugs um, and I love them to pieces. So, I could actually see them potentially using a custom-made controller. Um, I think that's just so insanely cute. I love the idea of that. However... I think there will be issues if if we do go into the speed running area and and field because those custom controllers are not allowed. Oh, <laughs> that is that is clearly cheating. Yeah, but also it's a dog, as if they can't make <laughs> exceptions. Well, what they need to do is they need to get a dog f- compatible standardized controller, so that way uh, all of the dogs are on the same yeah. playing field. 
and then we can start really getting into the speed running side of things so at the moment i think like we're figuring it out and i love the idea of it i'm all for it dog speed running hell yes but we need to get some rules in there for fairness yeah because we've got little dogs and then you've got really big dogs. So a standardised mm. controller, we've also got to think about the size and the limitations. Oh, yep. Because chihu- you've got teacup chihuahuas. Although when have we ever thought about that for people? You know, like we've got big and small <laughs> and we're all playing the same thing. So, like, if we have to fucking deal with that shit, then the dogs will have to figure it out too, right? Look, I, I think you've made a good point there, Lockie, and I think at the very least... We need to be testing these dogs for performance-enhancing ha- drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They should not have a, a pour-up over the, the competition. <gasps> when it goes into the cat arena, we're going to have to be testing for catnip. <laughs> Meow, let's get to the podcast. <laughs> to news to reviews your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week my name is zach and i'm here with my co-host how's it going hello and welcome to news stories we've got the podcast gaming stories how'd i go it's been a couple of weeks since we've had you on the show Lockie. how how have you been yeah, I know. I've been a bit of a no-show, right? No, I've been fucking travelling, travelling Australia, getting to see all the all the sights. It's been wonderful. Oh, that's um, fantastic. Oh, it, it's fantastic. Um, up until a certain point, but when you're doing it, when you're doing it for work, it kind of takes away all the joy, and you're just doing <laughs> and you're just in a different room, <laughs> hotel room. You know, every couple of days, so it, it starts to all. You just miss your bed. You just miss your bed and your games and everything. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I I, I love returning to the comfort of my cave. It is it is my mm-hmm. wholesome place where I recharge the social batteries and do not wish to be talking to anyone. But Lockie, you made a very good decision to jump back on the show this week mm-hmm. because this week. We have fantastic returning guests. It's been a couple of years. I think the last episode was 2021. She's the uh, managing co-editor and founder of HearAScream.com. The lady who got me into Mike Flanagan and I am now in love with pretty much everything that gentleman does. Sorry. And one of the <laughs> coolest people I've got to meet who talks about things on the internet. We have Kat Benstead. How are you? Fantastic. I did tell you earlier, I was like, eh, but my eh is actually just really good because I'm just always really like at, you know, an 11. <laughs> always. Ooh. So, yeah, I'm fantastic. Good to, <laughs> good to hear, Kat. I'm so glad to have you back on the show. I'm sorry it took so long to get you back on. Oh, this month has been hectic because uh, my partner is in a band and so for like the last three months it's just been like us hanging out 
like going to gigs and he's on his like their winter break before they go into like touring again so yeah that's where my mm. life's been he's got he just okay what did he just do he just did yours and ours in Wollongong which was really freaking cool um they were amazing and then they're doing spilt milk so well yeah. that has to be a <laughs> humble brag if I have ever heard one. Oh, I've just been yeah. so busy my with super my cool super cool boyfriend and, we, and our super cool bohemian lifestyle is just getting really, you know, hard. It's so hectic. Um, for anyone listening, or for all of those listening, uh, he's in a band called Red Hawk. They're like a new metal rock band. Um, they're they're insane. So go check them out. Oh, Hell definitely yeah. go check them out. And if people want to check out all the wonderful stuff that you do on the interwebs, Kat. Where can they find it? Um, they can find me at catstead underscore, and basically everything I do, like publishing and horror-wise, is on there. So, oh, yeah. Yes. And all of those links will be in the description of the podcast down below if you want to check all that stuff out. I definitely do recommend, as well as all of News to Reviews links. But, you know, if you do like News to Reviews or if you happen to like any podcast, you think you get something out of it, the best way you can help those podcasters out and the easiest way, the freest way, is to leave them a cheeky rating or review wherever you happen to be listening to it. Not only does it help them get in the ears of more peeps, but it just makes them feel all nice and warm and fuzzy on the inside. But something else that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside is gaming news. Should we get stuck into it? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Now, <laughs> it's actually a really quiet week of gaming news no. i think just yeah. with the we've had <laughs> and that's two- it for the game it's that time of year time to go into impressions no now look i think it happened earlier in the year i think when starfield came out it seems like when there's these big game releases the 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 gaming news vacuum just gets all sucked up into these amazing games that are coming out as we had we're recording this on saturday the 21st we had super mario bros wonder and spider-man 2 release yesterday october 20th and they are both hitting over 90 on Metacritic, so people are losing their minds right now. And thusly, we have a pretty chill week as far as gaming news is concerned. But our first story, this is more of a, um, I don't know, I think it's just, it's it's not really news. It's I just found it interesting. It's more of something that I think will be interesting to talk about with y'all, and I'm really curious to see what you think. Uh, this comes out of gamesindustry.biz and was written by Jeffrey Russo. 53% of game developers have noticed a rise in toxic player behavior over the past year, according to a new report from Unity. The 2023 Toxicity in Multiplayer Games report also includes the survey responses of 2,522 consumers. The survey's definition of toxic behavior includes disruptive play, harassment, extremism, cheating, inappropriate content, <laughs> and other behavior. Players also reported encountering harmful activities across multiple game genres in the past year. The top three genres where people encountering toxic experiences were FPSs at 51%, sports and racing titles <laughs> at 49%, and battle royale games at 44%. <laughs> Meanwhile, the genres with the least toxicity were card and deck building at 23%, puzzle games at 23%, 29%, and adventure slash platformers where 30% of players encountered harmful behavior online. The report says that almost all consumers surveyed have changed their behavior due to toxic players, for example, by reporting offenses 
or uh, offences or going out their way to avoid games where they are a problem. Cat, I'm curious to see what you think here. Do you do you ever play multiplayer games these days? And if so, have you ever encountered uh, toxicity in the gaming space? So during lockdown, I was playing a lot of Overwatch, um, and I avoided it at like eventually because everyone was just everyone was so mean. Like I was getting DMs, and I'm the kind mm. of person that will just like troll the trollers. So mm. when I was getting like, oh, your shit, get better, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm the greatest at Overwatch. What do you mean? Yeah. And, like, it only gets to, a cer- it gets to a certain point where you just can't take that anymore. And I, just, I don't yeah. know. I just It actually just really damaged my perception of the game and my motivation to play it. Yeah. I find with those sort of games, the only way to deal with toxicity and trolls is to just not respond. Mm. Just never respond. I need the last word, though. <laughs> I, you can only get in the last word if they're on the enemy side of the team and they fucking sucked and they lost and then you just rail into them and you're like, at the end, that's when you just let them have it and you're like, yeah, this is why you're on the losing team and fucking get good. Maybe spend less time being a prick and learn how to play the game. Well, that's what I was getting from my own teammates. <laughs> and that's where you're like, oh, that feels so good and you feel like cosmically at peace with the world. But if you don't get any outcome other than, if, if you, anything else goes in any other direction, you're going to be stewing and, and angry about it later on and all this energy that that person's already moved on being a prick to the next person. Like, you know, it's just stuck with you. And so mm. you've got all this bad juju going on in you. Well, I don't stew I about it. I, I laugh about oh, it. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, work well, with, well, well. I work with teenagers. Like, water off a duck's back. Like, if, uh, if I have upset you. Oh, I would stew you. about that shit. If I, have- <laughs> if I got a single negative. Look, I've got, I'm a very insecure person. The single, single negative comment about me will send me into some sort of um, mental spiral. Oh, I do that. I do that. But I will also yeah. respond and be like a, a dick to the person being a dick to me, and then that stays there. But then I will go to bed later and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they said that to me." Yeah, like, yeah. It's like a dagger through my heart yeah, every time. But I don't stew. I, I, I cry. I never let anyone see that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. No stewing. Just that's why sobbing. I found it really tough dealing with the online mobas. Yeah. Uh, Dota was my oh, kryptonite. Yeah. Love the game, but such an aggressive toxic culture Mm. you were always being abused for not being good enough or you were always being abused for like not doing everything perfectly the way they expect you to do it and it was never supportive or encouraging or anything like that um yeah yeah MOBAs are renowned for that, like that Mm. League of Legends as well, too. I've I've heard all kinds of horror stories. I I think toxicity in these multiplayer games is a big reason why I don't fuck with them these days. I play Mm. video games to relax and I have social anxiety. I do not like confrontation. So the idea that I'm going to be in like a Call of Duty lobby, just having to listen to people just... Mouth off saying the dumbest, foulest shit. I just, I just don't have the time or the inclination to ever want to do that ever again. And a bit, yeah, big reason why I don't fuck with that anymore. Yeah. I think the last time I ever dealt with any kind of toxicity was 
playing Fall Guys. I I won a round <laughs> and what? someone just sent me just uh, just a quick fuck you. That's all it was. And I, that one I was kind of like just I just sort of giggled. You know, it's not like yeah. in, in Call of Duty where someone will just like scream through their microphone <laughs> yeah. all the most horrendous yep. shit you could possibly <laughs> imagine. But yeah, I'm not surprised by these numbers here at no. all. I don't. I, I can't even think of. I guess that's a, a multiplayer platform of Fall Guys. Maybe that's what mm. they're referring to. It is on Unity as well, too. So maybe that's where that 29% <laughs> is coming from. But yeah, um, can't say I'm surprised with this at all. It's It's been an issue in the games industry for years. And it's one of those mm. things where it's super hard to know how you can even tackle it. I know through, I know on Xbox now these days, maybe PlayStation or they're planning on implementing it. They're, they're doing a system where you can save your recent gameplay and save the chat and report the person with a clip of what they've, they've done as well too. Fantastic. Uh, so th- there has been improvements over the years, but you're always going to have assholes who just get banned and then just make another account so yeah. they can get back yeah. to being toxic assholes again. Depends if they can connect that IP and the, um, the like remaking and shutting down of accounts and it it does fall on developers as well to create accountability systems and Mm. i think now as the world is becoming rapidly online and you know players living online basically yeah there, there definitely has to be accountability systems and the fact that unity has put out a questionnaire survey to um, gain more insight tells me that Unity are uh, maybe in the process of implementing something um, and maybe that'll be the next step that they take in mm. research. Actually, on that, um, is Unity the company that did all that fuckwit shit like only a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> yep. I'm so out of the loop on that. So, <laughs> oh, no. so they're just trying to shift the conversation mm. away from their fuck their fuckwit contract shit and like you know back backdating oh you owe us money from a thousand years ago oh. now because we will it to be um gotcha. like yeah yeah so this is a clearly a pr move where they're trying to shift the conversation to bullying in the in the game sphere and toxicity <laughs> and that's always been around so yeah. them just saying oh yeah current research shows that's that exists and that's bad we know. is actually not even <laughs> like it's like no shit, Sherlock. We've known that for like the last fifteen years. What do you have to, next- you know, what do you have to say about it? Yeah. What is it that your research is teaching us to do to improve and, you yeah. know, lessen these effects? Yeah, like because yeah. we already know. Do the research, but what are you going yeah. to use this research for? What do you propose? What's next? What are you doing? Uh, what's the point of any of this? Yeah. Oh, is there none? Okay, so you just okay. Good work. Yeah, cool. Look, I guess I'm just I'm I'm a nerd. I like to see the actual numbers and statistics. I, I I'm definitely not surprised that 51 percent of first person shooter players have experienced to- toxicity. As you mentioned, Cat, you know you saw that in Overwatch, which is yeah. also renowned. Like you'll choose a character and everyone will scream at you, "Fuck you! Why did you choose that character? We yeah. need a healer." Even though I didn't pick one, fuck you! You got to pick one. Why didn't you be a healer then? I yeah. will never play yeah. healer. I will always play tank. I don't I give don't a shit. I don't play healer. I'm the core. I'm the most <laughs> important person ever, and I get to rack up all the kills and tell everyone else what to do because I'm the best. It's just kids. Yeah. Like, you know, unfortunately, you know, immaturity 
is inescapable. You're always going to have, to some degree, toxicity if you allow for full, unfiltered communication between all groups. Yeah. It's funny, um, like, as I get older and and I haven't been near, near like, you know, a, a high school or primary school for a thousand years now, uh, I've become more and more... Um, you know, alienated from that way of communicating because I'm used to talking with adults yeah. and they're used to, you know, being, being you know, well-behaved and treating everyone fairly. So I just don't ever want to go back there. I, even listening to this, I'm just thinking to myself, I have no interest in even understanding this problem. Let those fucking ferals have at each other and then whoever <laughs> comes out an adult at the end of it can... Um, Battle Royale, like, literally. Know, let, yeah, let them Hunger Games that shit. <laughs> And um, just don't let them into, like, adult games and communication <laughs> yeah. spheres until they get that shit out of their system. I'll tell you right now, as a teacher in high school, kids do not talk to each other like that. Not at my school anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's good to hear. Uh, I can't obviously speak for all areas. At the moment, it's your mum jokes, um, so they're making a comeback. Well, oh. that's just peak comedy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, Thomas I'd rather deal with that than threatening yeah. to kill somebody um, because yeah. of a video game. Like, that's just not... That, <laughs> I think they save that for the online space. So it's a bit of a dichoto- mm. dichotomy in a way, whereas I see them communicating face-to-face, but I don't see what they do when they get home and play their games. So, <laughs> But I can say they don't do it in the physical realm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, speaking of the physical realm... There was an event in Sydney this, well, it's happening right now, this, yeah. this weekend as we speak, that I know zero <laughs> about. Kat, please tell us about it. Okay, so this is the first year that South by Southwest has come to Australia. So it's running in Sydney at the moment from, I think, the 15th until the 22nd. Now, I have a lot of friends in the music industry, and that's how I found out about it. Um, I'm also in the film space. So there were a couple of like film things going on. Uh, I didn't get to make it because of work and they were running like during the day. And I was like, 1 p.m. on the Thursday. I, I've got, I've got history that period. I can't go. <laughs> uh, but I have a friend who is the editor, uh, in chief at Rolling Stone magazine. So she's been posting a lot about the music events and um, going like through a rabbit hole, I eventually found out about the gaming events that are running. So South by Southwest is usually, I think, in Texas on a yearly basis. It runs for like a week to two weeks. It covers um, media, uh, film, music, um, gaming, technology. It's, It's incredible. People from all different industries come together and network and present like panels, conferences, um, movies get released. It's, it's an incredible event and it's amazing that it's come to Sydney, to be honest. Um, I have seen from gaming friends that the gaming element's been a bit lackluster, but um. in, you know, in contrast to that, it is the first year that it's run. But we should know how to do this stuff by now. Like, we've got packs. Um, you know, we have the um, Australian Games Week, things like that. We should know how to incorporate it into something like this. But in saying that, it's also a mainstream event. So maybe they didn't know what they're doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So there were some really cool panels um, earlier in the week or yesterday. I don't know if you guys know PR veteran Doug Johns. He runs Power Up. PR. I've worked with Doug when I was still in gaming. Uh, he's he's fantastic. He knows 
everyone in gaming. He knows everything in gaming. So he did a really cool panel um, about engaging influencers in the gaming space. Okay. Uh, Troy Baker did a panel. Hey. So he was here as a wow. guest. Um, so he oh, did. So yeah, amazing. I wish I had known about it earlier. Um, I'm always like a day behind stop, on stop. shit. <laughs> I just want to know how he gets his hair so nice. He has some of the best hair I've yeah. seen in the video games industry. It is ridiculous. Like, why can't, someone needs to ask that at a panel. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, let's get some Ooh. lifestyle questions in there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, obviously, he's a yeah, veteran voice actor. You, if you've played video games, you've probably played a game that's had Troy Baker voice a character in it. Uh, I think most recently I saw him on The Last of Us show with his little little cameo role, which was cool to see him like so do cool. some acting IRL there. Oh, that's so cool. I would have loved to have checked that out. Yeah, but he um, talked about his experiences um, across media, like different types of media, and how it's shaped his evolution as a creative professional. So that would have been really cool because they would have talked about like his work with The Last of Us, both gaming and film. Like, um, yeah. TV series. So that would have been freaking cool. Um, there was also industry sessions for networking. There was an inclusivity games mixer, which is really cool. Okay. That's cool. There were investment meets, which does happen at South by Southwest in the States. So, um, there were like showcases of 150 international indie games. And basically they would get to meet with, um, like different individuals and potentially have their project um, invested in. Oh, mm. Yeah. Awesome. Bit of a Shark Tanks yeah. type thing going on. Yeah. Love and it. But by the time this comes out, uh, the uh, South by Southwest will already be over. But hey, <laughs> any right. developers out there for next year, get your get your shit together because yeah, that's that's awesome. Any any anything that potentially will put money in the pockets of indies so they can do cool shit. I am down yeah. for. Because they, mm. um, they got to meet with VCs, um, international publishers, screen agencies, um, which is amazing. So imagine, like, meeting with Screen Australia, who puts a lot of funding into Australian indie games. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, like, a really cool opportunity for indie developers. And especially mm. in the Asia-Pacific, because going to South by Southwest in the States is such a huge investment alone just to get over there and present. Like, you've got to be selected to do that. So mm. it's quite a competitive space um, getting over to, to that particular conference. Then they had the Bit Summit Showcase. So um, a showcase of indie games in the APAC region. Um and it is basically an Australian festival based off a indie game festival that's held in Kyoto, Japan every year. Okay. More indies. I love yeah, it. Yeah, heaps of indies. Um, then there was a Game Festivals Award last night, which was presented by Suntory196. I know a lot of gamers were excited about that. <laughs> I'm excited by Suntory196. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what would be really cool is if they could get Bindi Irwin to, like, host the indie... <laughs> part so then you can call it bindi's indie oh yes we're pitching that yeah. pitch it let's pitch it <laughs> i would yeah i would love that i think that would really drum up a lot of interest oh too. yeah absolutely oh my god dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's out <laughs> 
And then... And it can't be any of the other Irwins either because it's specifically Bindi. Yeah. So it's, yeah, like, it can't be Terry's, Terry's Indies. Doesn't it make sense. It can't be that other kid, the kid... Bob. I don't his know. Name's... What's the name of the kid? Bob. Is that... His name's yeah, Bob? Yeah, Robert. <laughs> it just sounds like such a fucking 40-year-old name. And I'm like, is there a Bob Irwin? I follow that family, like, obsessively on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then across the weekend is the IEM, so the Intel Extreme Masters. So lots of uh, Counter-Strike across the weekend. Um, and there's a prize pool of 250000 USD. So that'll be it. That has, well, will be, it, past tense, it was at um, mm. Aware Super Theatre, which is one of the new theatres at the ICC in Darling Harbour. Yeah. Look, so I had a few friends go to that last night. You said you said that people are reporting it being pretty lacklustre yeah. as far as games are concerned, but that, that's a that, that was all gaming related. That's some really yeah. cool shit right there. And uh, I, I I had a really good time at PAX last year, and I didn't mm. go this year. And one of the big reasons why I didn't go this year is because it's in fucking Melbourne. Like I love Melbourne. You can't afford I, I, it. Got to fly there, and then it's like it's every hotel's booked out, so you it costs drive. a fortune and stuff. Oh, I was going to drive, but our school yeah. term started on the Monday. It usually starts the Tuesday, but we all went back the Monday, and I was like, I am not going. I am, oh. I am not going straight into school after a convention that's gone for four days. Absolutely <laughs> freaking not. Fair enough. No, I'm going to have concrud. I'm out. Look, and I, I don't know what you know, s- secret information the mayor of Melbourne has over whoever runs PAX Australia that it was stuck with it in Melbourne every fucking year. But knowing that, yeah, there, there's something that could be potentially really cool. I can tell you why. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, they're the only ones who could actually run it. No, because Melbourne is like home of Australian games. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where that's we have, fair. because um, the Australian game developers conference is in the lead up to, PAX and that's always in Melbourne so uh, okay. I think that's why yeah. PAX tail, like, tails the end of that week and I think Victorian state government invests a lot into the creative arts like whenever I see something good come out of Australia I always see the Vic government logo yeah, at some point. you will yeah absolutely and I'm pretty sure Screen Australia is also based in Melbourne so that yeah, uh, and, okay. it all, it that all makes sense. sense but I'd love to see it in Sydney I just don't know where they'd have it it wouldn't feel the same <laughs> I should put my money where my mouth is and go to South by Southwest next year. I do yeah, love I will be going. movies, you know what I mean, as well, and TV shows. I'm, I'm a fan of pretty much all kinds of media. So Yeah. Uh, one of my friends, cool. um, one of my friends did, they did like a free music festival, like concert on Wednesday night. I think that was opening um, the thing. And she did like cover band with like members from all these insane bands and um, it was just really cool. And it was, like, in Darling Harbour and heaps of people were there. And so, like, there's a heaps big music element to it that I absolutely, like, I'm obviously super involved in live music. And, mm. yeah, it just brings together some really cool creative arts. It's worth it, I reckon. Love it. Whatever brings more gaming stuff to Sydney, mm. I am all down for. But you know what I'm not all down for? This bloody... Microsoft Activision Blizzard oh, no. <laughs> acquisition. And look, yeah. it's over. It's all over. But we've had our first like little tidbit of news. If you're sitting there going, oh, I've been wanting this deal to go through so all the Activision Blizzard stuff can be on Game Pass because I don't want to buy the games. 
Well, you're going to be waiting just a little bit. So this comes out of Press Start and was written by Kieran Verbruge. With the dust settled and Microsoft on and Microsoft's $69 billion USD acquisition of Activision Blizzard finally in the books, attention has very quickly turned to when players and subscribers might see some of the vast library of Activision Blizzard games make their way to Game Pass. Some might have hoped that we'd see a huge drop of games into the service to mark the occasion. But talking to the official Xbox podcast, the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, revealed that it won't be the case. I think that's accurate, said Phil. I would love it if there was some kind of secret celebration drop that's coming in the next couple of weeks. There's not. Definitely, (coughs) when we think about the new games that are there, I would be straight with people, right? If we were going to put them in the subscription this year, I would tell people. All I know is there will be some disappointment about that. This acquisition is definitely long-term, so the fact that we're not hitting day one with a bunch of games dropping into Game Pass is a little bit of a downer. But I'm very excited about the future, and I just want to be straight with people about that. Where we are, Lockie, you're not going to get mm. to play Diablo 4 on Game Pass this year. Oh, no. Devo? Oh, Philium. That's a oh. poor, poor strategy, in my opinion. Mm. Like, if you, I don't know. I'm really disappointed by the whole um, acquisition in general. Like, I play on mm. PC anyway, so I'm not particularly. Um, affected by it, but mm. yeah, like when you've got people that are expecting to see, you know, some really cool stuff to keep them on Game Pass, and then it doesn't happen, and then Phil Spencer's going to go all out and admit it. Like that tells me that Game Pass isn't worth it, probably until stuff stuff <laughs> starts dropping. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, and it really isn't. Like Starfield was the big draw, and yeah. that sucks. <laughs> I haven't played it, but I've seen a lot of commentary about it. <laughs> Zach likes it because he's weird, but it, like, it's it's just a very mid game. It's the middest game that ever midded, and it's just that that was their ace in the hole. That yeah. was the whole point of investing. Um, so anyway, it'll be look. I mean, it, it's happening with the acquisition and the mergers. So. Uh, I don't think it's probably going to be a good thing for the gaming industry overall um, because it it rarely is when a big, powerful organization gets more power and bigger. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens from here. Um, All we can do is hope that um, whatever mobile gaming technology they come up with doesn't mean that we no longer get any good single-player experiences. Um. But that is a false hope, yeah. so I don't know. Do with that with what you will. It's very obvious that they have invested so much money into this because they want to enter into a market that they haven't successfully entered into before. Um, and, you know, the only reason why they would invest billions is another market that has billions, and that is mobile gaming. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think that'll be their top priority is working out how to utilize all these assets for that area. And we'll see what they do with the scraps um, which will be single-player gaming experience. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Dear. Do something to keep you... I mean, in saying that, they're obviously not worried about customer retention. If they're mm. this honest about what they're doing and their, um, like, timeline for Game Pass, so... Look, I, I, I appreciate mm. how candid phil is being here like it could have just as easily done what a lot of 
marketing wings might do and be like, oh, we haven't worked it out yet. We don't know if we'll be getting Call of Duty on Game Pass this year. It could happen. It couldn't happen. Yeah, playing I'm, yeah. coy. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad at the very least he's like, no, it's not happening because he's probably throwing away a lot of new subscriptions by doing that. There is a lot of people, as yeah. you said, Cat, before that are just going to wait yeah. till next year now yeah. until they start seeing some of the Activision mm. Blizzard stuff come over now i have been boycotting activision blizzard for a long time since before i ever started this podcast just because i hate their business practices i hate the all the immoral shit that went on over there over the years and bobby kotick is just one of the most toxic figures in the games industry now by the end of this year he's gonna be out he's gonna be gone skis and Microsoft, you know, will well and truly own everything. Well, they already do. The deal's gone through. But, you know, they'll be well and truly be in control of everything by next year. Can I morally, comfortably give up on this boycott that I've been doing for such a long time? Now, like, the money's going to some other terrible rich people other than <laughs> Activision Blizzards. I, I don't know. I don't know. Be an activist. Don't be an activist. That that beast will continue on just fine. Like, yeah. look, I never. It was never something about like, oh, I'm trying to affect change by not purchasing a Call of Duty skin. It was more like, I just hate their practices so much and the choices that they make that I just feel gross at the thought yeah. of them getting a cent of my money. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to do a lot of thinking about this. <laughs> before I'm going to have to do a lot of soul searching and work out, is Diablo 4 worth it? And it, the answer is probably not. No. Um, <laughs> my partner's playing it at the moment. I don't know what he's playing. I think he's on PS4. It's decent, but it has a really, it has a shelf life. Once yeah. you sort of see their bag of tricks, there is nothing behind it. Oh, he's a Diablo fan from way back. I don't think anything yeah. will change that about him. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of number two, and I would easily play number two again, the resurrected over this, okay. you know, yeah. in the longer term. So that's yeah, I'd be curious to to hear what his thoughts are, and also after the honeymoon period sets because there's a honeymoon period with this game where you go, oh fuck, this is exactly what I wanted, the first ten hours in, and then you're like, mm. oh shit, there's actually there's nothing else. To <laughs> Maybe <this."> not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out now in the games coming up in the next week if these are exactly what we want. Oh, yeah. We have City Skylines 2 coming to PC. I love that game. I love City Skylines. October 24th, but then coming to the console versions on PS5 and Xbox Series X have apparently been delayed until spring 2024. So be waiting a little bit while if you do want to play on console. Autumn. No, it's our yeah, our autumn. Okay. Uh, Crymachina, Crymachina, C R Y M A C H I N A. Devil may cry. (laughs) (laughs) Crymachia? I don't know. It's coming to PC, PS5, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. Also October twenty fourth. Also on October twenty fourth, we have Just Dance twenty twenty four coming to. PS5, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch. My nieces love that game. It seems super <laughs> weird that that's not coming to Excellent. Xbox One and PS4. Like, it seems like the kind of game that you'd just be able to put out on. So everything. it's only coming to Switch? Switch and PS5 and Xbox Series oh. X, but not the previous gen. <laughs> yeah, but heaps of developers are bailing on previous gen. 
True. Yeah. Just it might be digital though. Maybe they'll do a digital version. Ooh, good. I, I feel like though, if they've packaged it to fit on the Switch, then it should be able to be yeah. playable on the other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I guess they they've made the calculation that just porting it to well, they wouldn't even really need. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, weird. The Lord of the Rings <gasps> Return to Moria is coming to PC and PS5 October 24th. I will uh, be playing Xbox that. Xbox Series X has what is, what? will be in early 2024. Is that the one where you play as Smeagol? No, no, no. What's that <laughs> no, one? That, I'm, like I said, I'm no, sorry. No, Gollum's the one is come and gone. Oh. Um, <laughs> in, in spectacular fashion. I believe this is this a survival is game where you play oh. as dwarves in a mine, I think. Interesting. Because Moria okay. is like a big it's mountain the mines. or mine or yeah. something. Like that. Yeah. The yeah, mines yeah, of yeah, Moria. Yeah. 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 It's oh, where the Balrog yeah, is. Got a, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a Balrog of Morgul. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> oh. No. I have a Lord so of the Rings t- tattoo, so. Okay, yeah, don't play. Yeah. Don't play Gollum. Um, uh, but I just want to play Gollum. I love him. <laughs> and I've watched so many. You won't love what they've done to him. Oh, okay. You'll be quite upset. I don't know if you guys I promise you. did rabbit holes. Um, when they were doing the Lord of the Rings behind the scenes stuff, but they did like Weta Workshop did so many videos with like the production company that did all of the um, green screen and like capture for Andy Serkis as Gollum, and mm-hmm. it is such an incredible like behind the scenes making of to watch. Uh, I highly mm. recommend it. And Andy Serkis is amazing. You're going to be gutted by what they've done with him. You're going to be wounded and hurt. And angry, you're gonna go through all the stages of grief. I'm sure I can handle it. That's all right. <laughs> I just want to play Gollum. And you're not gonna get a good game. I'm only gonna need ten either. minutes, and I'll be over it. Come on, guys, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm not dedicating eight hours to a video game. I ain't got time. I've got the attention. If you're spare. into, yeah, if you're into inflicting self harm or you know pain on yourself, I am a like masochist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good masochist experience, <laughs> right. as long as that's something that you consent to. I will that's consent. Your, Cup of tea. Okay, <laughs> I'm, consen- I'm a consenting adult in this uh, arena of playing Gollum. Well, I don't know Excellent. if the rest of these games will count as self-flagellation, but we also have Metal Gear Solid, the Master yeah. Collection Volume 1, coming to all it? platforms, except PS4 is TBD. Ghost Runner 2 is coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Alan Wake is coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X Ooh, October okay. 27th. And finally, EA Sports UFC 5 is coming to eh. PS5 and Xbox Series X October 27th. Cat, did any of those titles, other than I guess the Lords of Rings Return to Moria? Yeah, <laughs> Lord, Lord of the you? Rings um, and Alan Wake. Ooh, yeah, you yeah. pumped Alan Wake? Yeah. Hot horror rider game? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. it was um, yeah. on last gen. Like a, they did a, a remaster, the that, remaster that came out re- yeah. recently. Uh, was it recently or uh, a year or two ago? I think I downloaded it through the PS Plus store, so mm. maybe it is last gen. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely uh, it wasn't PS Five. So okay, yeah, it, I think it came out last year. I think you're mm. right. Um, or end of twenty. What year is it this year? Uh, end of twenty twenty one. So were you a fan of the first one, Cat? Yeah, or have you- yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Nice. Was, Did you play Control and get to the DLC yeah. and Control? Yeah, I loved Control. Um, probably 
Like, it takes, like, I've said, I have ADHD. It takes so much for me to sit and play through a game and then take a break and, you know, like, the next day or two to go back to it. And Control was one of those games. Bioshock has always been one of, like, a comfort game. Um, Yeah, absolutely obsessed. But, uh, yeah, Control was freaking brilliant. Absolutely. I played it on PS4, I think, or PS5. Maybe PC. I don't remember. Did you like the Alan Wake DLC or did you get to play it? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't finish it, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, there you go. You got some stuff to look forward to next week. Lockie, did you do you have anything to look forward to next week? Oh, Golems of Moria for sure. <laughs> Golem uh, Lord of the Return to Moria. <laughs> <laughs> also being made by Daedalic Entertainment, Lockie, you'll okay. be happy to know. No, it's not. I'm just joking. Are you serious? No, it's not. Oh, I was gonna say they they're they're Deader than disco, right? They have to be by now. Uh, yeah, they, 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 there was recently there was a bunch of layoffs there, and mm. yeah, it's yeah. not looking yeah. like things aren't looking up for Daedalic, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Well, we already like you knew on the outset that clearly the company was going to wrap up afterwards. <laughs> yeah. They were just in it for one big haul. I mean, they made the right choice. <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, there's none of, none of these games At the expense here, of everyone. <laughs> at, at the cost of the world's joy. <laughs> none of these titles here are, are really jumping out to me at oh. this point. I think I'm, I'm just... I am obsessed right now with Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Bros. Wonder, I need so, to get into Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm not going to have any time for any of these. But big shout out to Ghost Runner 2. I know a friend of the show, Sammy Deej, from the Inconsolables, who are recording oh, their Sammy. very last episode today. What? Oh, be so uh, he's, he's a massive fan of Ghost Runner, so I'm sure he's probably pumped to know that the second one is coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X next week. But yeah, nothing that stands out to me. But that'll do us for the games coming up in the next week. It's time to get into the games that we've been playing. Now, Kat, you are our guest. It is tradition on News to Reviews for our guest to get us kicked off with impressions. What have you been playing this week, my friend? Wordle. Yeah! (laughs) Wordle and Connections and the Spelling Bee. All right. That is the now, limit of the time I have available for games at the moment. Now, we are constantly getting messages being like, news to reviews crew, you're talking about all these critically acclaimed games or, or terrible games like Gollum and all these games that are in the, the gaming zeitgeist, but when are you going to talk about Wordle? I'm it. I'm the one. Finally, um, finally we're here. <laughs> We're finally talking about mobile gaming. It's happened. I'm obsessed with Wordle. I also do mm-hmm. all of the mini crosswords because the crossword, like the bigger one, um, the hints are very Americanized and I have no idea. So I don't do that one. Um, but yeah, I've managed to get one of the mini crosswords in 42 seconds. Okay. Now I'm probably going to get berated for not knowing this like because i i know of wordle in name only but what actually is it what do you do in wordle okay so you get five chances i think it's five maybe six i think it's five 
chances with five letters to guess the word of the day. I remember this. Yeah. Oh, this blew up like, okay, was yeah. it during COVID? Oh, this blew yeah, up? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's like Hangman. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. But it'll tell, it'll the word, the letter will flash green if it's in the right spot and then it'll flash yellow yep. if that's a letter that's in the word. So I just ruined uh, okay. a four-day yep. streak. So for four days in a row, I got the word right and I ruined it this morning. Yep. So... Maybe that's why I wasn't doing so great this morning. <laughs> okay, so it's so it's a anagram yeah. puzzle game. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I feel like I get smarter I'll doing it. That. Yeah. I think that's a that's a great way to flex your sort of problem solving yeah. muscles if you do that on the reg. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think like crosswords are really good for that as well. Well, I hear that that all of that is, if you do that regularly, that's actually really helpful with preventing the effects of dementia yeah. as you get older. So it's it's something that you definitely want to, you know, build into your regular behaviours as you do as you do and age. It's fun. So that's fantastic. Me and my sister compete. Um, sometimes we'll get on FaceTime at the end of the day and we'll do the word all together, mm-hmm. see who uh-huh. gets it first. Yeah. Uh, connections uh-huh. is great. So you get sixteen words, and you have to put them into, like, groups of four where they have a common connection of what they are. Okay. It's good. I love that one. Yeah. Can that get, like, super abstract as well too? Like yes. The, yeah, okay. okay. Where they could have, like, where one word could potentially fit into, like, two different connections. Okay. Like, okay. you know, how it, like, has a double meaning. So you're like, oh, this goes, mm. it goes with, you know, baking items, but it doesn't. It goes somewhere else. And you're like, oh. Should have known that. Yeah. <laughs> and I usually cheat on the spelling bee. What is it that <laughs> keeps you coming back to Wordle or connections and whatnot every day? Is it the social connection or is it that the game changes each day? What is it? Um, Just winning. <laughs> like getting a straight. Uh, to to beat the people that you love. Yeah. Once I guess yes. the word okay, on the, like, on the, like, third go. So I'd only put in two five-letter words, and I got it on the third go. I was like, I'm a fucking genius, but I already knew that. But But yeah, it's great. And it's an app. It's free. It's run by the New York Times. And the guy who made it must be minted by now. I I remember, I think I follow Gary Witter on Twitter and and Instagram, and I'm pretty sure... That he made a version of Wordle where, I can't remember what he called it, like Swirdle or something like that, where it's Wordle, but it's all swear words. Oh, that's also. amazing. There's a horror <laughs> Wordle as oh, well. I know of Pokemon oh. and it's called Squirtle. Hey. Oh, that's... They could easily do a Pokemon one. Yeah. It only lasts like a thousand or so days. Oh, no, but it lasts way longer. But it's only do, five like, letter words, though. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. And yeah. how many... But there yeah. is... Um, I don't know if it runs during October... Let me have a look. But there's a horror duel where you've got to guess the horror movie. So they'll give you like a scene from a movie or they'll give you a quote and you've got to guess the movie that it comes from. Mm, it seems fun. insane to me that they would not run that during October. I'm just checking. <laughs> sure. Oh, it's running. Would... Yes. Okay. I feel like that so, has to be like do we the know, biggest does anyone time know of the this year one? for them. Do you know this one? Uh... <sighs> All right. So it's just showing an image of like a little boy with blonde hair. Nope. 
No, no, no okay. it's definitely not. Mm. No, nah, I don't recognise that know. kid. I don't know, I don't know then. It's Pet Cemetery. it's Gage from uh. Pet Cemetery. <gasps> 1982, uh, the original. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, there you go. Oh, cool. Oh, I love it. Ah, uh, nice. nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> yep. First go, there you go. Well, look, there, hey, proven your credentials for, in, in <laughs> for everyone. Films. There you go. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, I know that kid. Kids in movies stick in my head because kids in horror movies are fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a easy way to really creep you out and make yeah. you uncomfortable. Either have a spooky oh, yeah. kid or have something horrible happen to a kid. Yeah. Oh, hereditary. Oh, or a, or a dog. Things where things happen to dogs. That's, yeah. There's that actually really a new me. horror movie out with dogs. I think it's oh. called Strays. No, <laughs> that's a that's oh. a comedy. Um. Okay. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that's a comedy. I believe it's got Jamie Fox no, and Stray, Strays. The the video game about the kitty cat. <laughs> yeah, it's it is Strays. It's a British horror thriller film. The Strays. Oh. It's got Will Farrell as one of the dogs. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that that had horror elements to it. I yeah, thought this that was one. a straight up comedy. No, I know, I know, I know yeah. the film. Well, Jamie Foxx is in, in it as it, well. It, yeah, yeah. I thought that said Straya. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. So the film follows an abandoned dog who teams up with several strays to get revenge on his abusive owner. Mm. Wow. Oh, Sophia Vergara's in it too. That's amazing. Isla Fisher, Randall Park. Oh, it's got a okay, it's not a, cast of- it's it's not a horror, cast. but one of my favourite movies in the world is I Love Dogs. The Isle of Dogs. Oh! As oh. The, but when you say it quickly, it sounds like I Love Dogs. I Isle haven't seen that because it looks like so it'll good. be sad. It's really good. Is it sad? It's really good. It's nah. dark. No, nah, you've it's already- up, it, nah, No, it's lo- upbeat. It's upbeat. I'm already out. <laughs> no, no, it's very upbeat. <laughs> it's very upbeat. It's a- it's a- that guy. Ah. Uh, that fucking director, Wes. Oh, is it? That's is it. Is it a Wes Anderson yep. film? Yeah. I haven't seen. I've. Yeah, I'm on a mission to watch wonderful. all of his Do, films. Yeah, you you'll enjoy it. Okay. If you like dogs, you'll enjoy it. It's wonderful. Aussie and I love Wes director, Anderson, mate. Wes Anderson, Aussie director, mate. He's he's not Australian, is he? Isn't he? I thought he wasn't. No. Oh. No. He's American. <laughs> <laughs> I got that completely wrong because didn't he direct Australia? The yes, film, uh, no. the reason was because he was... Did he? Who directed that? That would have been Baz Luhrmann. Oh. Yeah, Baz, Are you thinking Baz, Baz Luhrmann? Baz Luhrmann did Australia, yeah. <laughs> He's Australian. Oh, God. Bloody Baz. He directed Elvis, too, I'm pretty Bloody sure. Bloody Baz. Oh. Yeah. He's Baz Luhrmann. He makes fantastic films. Well, see, this is why we have movie experts on our <laughs> podcast to correct my dumb shit. I've also yeah, been trying to watch every Timothy Chalamet film as well. <laughs> I've almost seen them all. What? So you really like June, and now you're like, what's his deal? He's just weird. <laughs> I don't see it. I actually, wa- I'd watched his movies before Dune. Yeah. Pretty early on in his career, so very attainable goal that one. He speaks yeah. like six languages. That's yeah. pretty impressive. And he's fluent in French. Yeah. And he was also in an SNL skit with Pete Davidson where they pretended to be white rappers. It was fantastic. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. God. And, yeah. And I know a lot of a lot of women out there really like Pete Dave- Davidson and really love- like Timothy Chalamet. So and T- Timothy Chalamet. And that that was just that was peak for them getting to see those two together just doing anything. Oh yeah. They're. they're- <laughs> They're they're all right. <laughs> Pete it. Davidson's hilarious. 
Well, <laughs> I, I believe that's probably the, the biggest film tangent we've ever got into Sorry, on everyone. this podcast. Do, do you want to do another first for us, Kat, and leave a review for Wordle? <laughs> um, one out of five, because I can lose too often. <laughs> uh, but five out of five for motivation to win. <laughs> Love it. Well, <laughs> the game that I want to talk about this week is certainly not going to be getting a five out of five from me. That <laughs> is for sure. Oh, no, Spider-Man 2. It is finally time. that We're going to talk about the game that I was been more anticipated for than any other game this year. I was so excited. Too many Spider-Men in there. I love the previous one. It's just, this open world gaming is just so much fun. I've, I've platinum, platinum the previous games. I couldn't be more pumped. And yes, of course, I'm talking about Assassin's Creed Mirage. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I, I fucking had no clue where you were going with that. Yeah, I was like, At the beginning of the episode. So, yeah, look, I, I am having a lot of fun with Spider-Man 2, but I, I've only... We're recording this Saturday morning. I played four hours last yeah. night, Friday night. I, I yep, need more time with it before I'm ready to uh, talk about one. it. But so far, I'm loving mm. it. Like, I am releasing webbing all over my room. It's fantastic. <laughs> they should call you McDonald's because you're loving it. <laughs> well, they shouldn't because I'm going to talk about Assassin's Creed Mirage and I'm definitely not loving it. So. Oh, no. Oh no! Look, I I I talked about Assassin's Creed Mirage a little bit over the year, and just how I have n- I had no sort of expectation, like hopes or expectations for it after the last few of the Assassin Ubisoft Assassin's Creed games I've played. I have just found them. I don't know. I just I feel like they kind of drop the ball whenever it gets towards the end of the game and they're just over bloated and they just they're yeah. always like one step from being a really interesting and and polished game yeah. and Assassin's Creed Mirage when I found out they were going to be doing a shorter game with a smaller scope I was like well if this was any other developer, I'd be like, that's awesome. That means they can really focus on making a really interesting, tight story with a smaller game world with more interesting things to do. But because it was Ubisoft, I thought, well, they're probably just going to do the same thing, but just make it a bit smaller. And that's what Assassin's Creed <laughs> Mirage is. So Assassin's Creed Mirage, they've definitely gone for more of a focus on stealth. And the stealth is better than the stealth that they had in the previous three games where they went more RPG style. But once you do a bit of the stealth, you realize they haven't introduced anything new that hasn't been in the series before. And the stealth doesn't really change over the uh, 30 hours that you might spend with this game. If you, if you do do everything in it, the combat feels really really bad it feels awful i feel like they were trying to sort of (laughs) encourage people to use stealth by making the combat not good which i think is not smart game design at all fucking um fucking aaron um friend of the show aaron um comment he's also playing the game and you know he was commenting on it and he's loving it and He's loving it for all the wrong reasons. Um, he's like, oh, it's great. The The combat's so terrible. That's encouraging me to enjoy the stealth mechanics more. And I'm like, that that's the most stupid, crazy shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Why would a game... 
if a game company has a mechanic in it that they should make the effort to make it worthwhile playing and enjoyable. And if it's not, then just don't have that mechanic. Just drop it, you know? Like, yeah. No, totally. Uh, I, so I don't understand why you would, yeah, I don't understand why you'd, you know, chuck, <laughs> stick, put a stick in your um, bicycle while you're riding it. <laughs> right? I, you're absolutely right, Lockie. Like, if, if you want to encourage me to use a mechanic or play a game a certain way, do it, do it by improving that and making that better and making me want to play it rather than hindering my experience elsewhere. It, yeah. It's super just say, weird. Just don't have it if you don't want that to be the focus of the game. Oh, look, I'm, I'm glad they do have some kind of combat because it would, like, what would you, otherwise, what would the, you get discovered and then that's your, just your fail state. Um, uh, I'm glad there's something in there, but they could have just kept what yeah. they had in the previous games, which was, you know, it's it's not the best combat system in games of its kind. You know, things like God of War, Spider-Man, the Arkham games, uh, Je- the Jedi games. Name almost any action third-person combat game, they, they do it better, but... It was still pretty fun, and they took all the fun out of that. You don't have all these interesting powers to work with. You're stuck using the. Ex- Sorry, did you just say that this had better action than Jedi Survivor? No, no, I said all those games have better action than. Oh, okay, thank God. Ubisoft. Okay, because I was gonna. All <laughs> right, sorry, that. I misunderstood, and I was ready to to. Yeah, go off. Oh no! All right, cool. Gosh, Keep going. Sorry. Gosh, no. Yeah, the parry feels awful. It's it's terrible, yep. and the the combat you'll literally slash an enemy with your sword, make contact, and they basically don't react until you do the kill animation on them. It's like you just hitting yep. a sack of potatoes you know it just <laughs> yeah, doesn't great. respond to oh, what you're doing yeah. which doesn't feel good cheap, in cheap. a game where you're doing third person action combat um very disappointing now you can get away with that shit if you're an indie developer you if you have an established franchise you're a AAA developer you're asking full price for something um yeah that's piss poor well or, or maybe if they hadn't made games with better combat in it before <laughs> like they've literally well, done yeah that's it. pretty embarrassing it's, it's yeah. they've they've gone backwards in that department which is super weird now i do have some positives with it i did really enjoy running around baghdad it was a well-designed city it, it kind of and it kind of gave me vibes of assassin's creed one you know it's a little bit of a nostalgia trip when you're first running across those rooftops and you're seeing a lot of the familiar things like the the gardens and stuff that you can jump into to hide and the hay bales everywhere but once that wore off it was all just stuff that i'd seen before the only things they've added new was you could like pull down some shelving if you're running along to stop guards behind you and you can there's like these poles that are left in certain spots that you can jump onto and use them to vault across a a gap but they're very they're both very very infrequent so it's it's like the most minor of changes uh it looks pretty It, it is it is a good looking game uh and they they have done a good job with the city but just unfortunately the narrative the combat are just real, real massive downers. The narrative, oh, the, the setup is actually pretty cool. The first the first couple of hours aren't too bad, but pretty much once you get to Baghdad, they have that sort of um, semi-open 
uh, uh, narrative happening where they kind of, you know, here's mm. the things that you can do, go and do them in whatever order that you like to some degree. And that that is good for games like Tears of the Kingdom or something where you're not really there for the narrative, you're more there for the interesting puzzles and stuff to do. Mm. Uh, but for a game where they are trying to push the narrative and they are trying to tell an interesting story, it really just doesn't work because you just have this whole massive s- section in the middle of the game, which is a majority of the title with just not nothing interesting happening until you get to the very end. And they had the audacity, I won't say what the twist is, but they had the audacity to have this sort of twist at the end that was, I saw it coming from a mile away. Fucking everyone was Basim <laughs> all along. Oh, it was super unearned. Just the ending just kind of left me just so, uh, it left a bad taste in my mouth. It was so bad. So they flubbed the, they, God, they keep flubbing their endings. Hey? They don't know how to end a game, Ubisoft, un, un, yeah. unfortunately. And look, I, I guess the thing that annoys me about it with these titles is you can always see the bones of a really good game in there. That just needs like <laughs> another year yeah. in development where they can just polish things up a bit more and put in some more interesting things to change up the gameplay some creativity some direction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. but yeah just yep. i didn't feel any of but it unfortunately there. it's another soulless machine yep okay all right so what it sounds like is what what you're saying is the experience is from afar it looks really pretty but when you get close to it it turns out to be a, a mirage yeah, yeah. Good one, Lockie. <laughs> so, what do you give the score for this game? So? Well, well, look, one more thing I'll mention now after shitting on it so much. <laughs> sorry, guys. I know everyone's... I feel bad just shitting on people's work. But, look, I did do the platinum for this one. So, I did bother with the platinum for Assassin's Creed Mirage. And there was a cheeky little fuck you at the very end of it for me. I had done... All of the trophies, bar one, I saved for the end. That trophy turned out to be a missable. So, there's basically this trophy where you have to use a sleep dart to put a guard to sleep and then pickpocket them. But if you're up to a certain part in the game and you've completed enough stuff, there are no guards with anything to pickpocket. So, I had to restart the game and play through the first three or four hours... What? In order to get the platinum trophy. Yeah. That's upsetting. Oh, yeah. That definitely uh, left a bad taste in my mouth. That is for sure. So, Assassin's Creed Mirage. uh, I'll give it four assassins out of 13 Basim's. There you go. Pretty poor What's score. The Basim's. This, ba- Basim's the name of the main character. This is oh. Oh, he's a terrible character too. He sucks. This is probably my least favorite <laughs> Assassin's Creed since Assassin's Creed Revelations uh, that came out after Brotherhood like ten years ago or more. It's it's bad. Mm. If you're if you're absolutely obsessed with Assassin's Creed and you need to play them all, I'd say just wait till this comes on sale or maybe gets added to Game Pass down the track or something. It is definitely not worth going out there and spending. I think it was a bit cheaper than full price. I think in Australia it was around eighty bucks, um, but not worth full price for me. That is for sure. In this economy, 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, finally, I thought I should probably give my final thoughts on Starfield because I <laughs> haven't played it for two weeks. Now, I had a rant when Sammy Deej was on the show a few weeks ago about how I had a main quest bug out and a side quest bug out. Now, the very following day, I was doing a faction quest, which the faction quests in Starfield and any of the Fallout or Skyrim games are their biggest quests. They put as much effort into those as the main story just about. They're, they're sprawling. They go for hours and hours and hours doing all kinds of stuff. I've now had a faction quest bug out on me as well, too. So three quests I've had bug out, one of them being the main quest, so I can't even roll credits on this title, I am too scared to play more Starfield. I don't want to get invested in an eight-hour quest line and then not be able to finish it. That is too much blue balls for me. I cannot do it. So, look, I, I'm, 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 I'm putting it down for now. Like, do you reckon I can put a review score on it, seeing as I haven't rolled credits? Like, it's not my fault I couldn't roll credits. Yeah, you absolutely can. Well, Yes. Well, it's not my fault I couldn't roll credits, right? You know, like, I tried to. The game wouldn't let me. <laughs> You're asking the guy that'll review a game he's played for, like, five minutes. <laughs> like, I'm happy to slap a score. If I feel like I've gotten the full gist of it, yeah. Do you think it's fair for you to slap, a, shit, slap a score on it, cat? Dude, <laughs> you've devoted, like, 20 hours into this game. Yeah, that's game. a lot. No, way more. I've done over 70 hours. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> oh, so, you've wow. got, so, have you gotten a feel for it? Look, is, that'll pull back to you. Look, I'll give Starfield six Johns out of 20 Garfields. <laughs> Garfield's owner's name was John, right? I think it was. I don't know. Oh, that's what you were going with. Okay, right. Yeah. Yes. I thought you were talking about Andrew Garfield. And I yeah, like, me too. That's sure. like, um, oh, my God. I love Andrew Garfield. Either's fine. I just like that. <laughs> He's the sexiest president. Garfield and Starfield <laughs> rhymes. That's all I, I care about. That's why I said it. Now, look, I would I would probably give right. uh, Starfield something closer to a 7 out of 10 if I could actually finish all the quests that are in there. Uh, but I yeah. can't. Okay, so what okay, you're saying, it's a passable game. Great. Yeah. It's a mid game. Yeah. Cool. Broken okay. game, be broken though. So it's getting four out of 20 or whatever the fuck I gave Excellent. it. Excellent. And this is the guy that actually is enjoying the game saying it's pretty mid. So yep. mm. Bethesda, congratulations. You you released a mid title. <laughs> there you go, Microsoft. Hopefully all that money you spent was worth it. Look, everyone else is loving it. I've seen other people have similar issues to me, but no, they're not. People, they no, are- they're not. Don't don't say everyone else. Okay, everyone that's talking about it because they haven't switched off because it's a boring ass game is loving it. That is not indicative of an overall reception. It's actually uh, dropped down in the Steam reviews uh, recently. Yeah, like, I believe it's like it, it was mostly really? positive, and now it's like down to mixed or something like that. Oh my so people God, people man. are starting to have issues with it. I think the initial sort of honeymoon period has kind of worn off. Yeah, but, um, people are noticing it more. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There never was a honeymoon period. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do us for news to reviews for another week. Kat, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Doing what I do. Giving us the skinny on South South by Southwest, and of course the. F- 
famous video game, Wordle. Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I'll, I promise I'll have played something. <laughs> if I was smart. That's all right. I haven't played anything. <laughs> you put out more games than I did. It's fine. <laughs> if I was smart, I would have tried to organize the horror person for when after Alan uh, Wake 2 came out. So this is on me. <laughs> yeah. Day, I think. Yeah. I should have really thought about it. Won't that. have time to play Alan Wake 2 until like next year. Oh, there you go. Next year, let's talk <laughs> School about School holidays. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, thank you so much, Kat, for being here. Please uh, remind peeps where they can find all your wonderful content. Yeah, so you can find my website at www.hearourscreen.com. That's where all our editorials are, our interviews, reviews, um, everything goes on there. And there's also a link to the book publishing side through our store. So all of the books get published there at hearourscreenpress.com. And then I am on Twitter at catstead underscore and all the links to everything I do is on my Twitter. Oh, yes, and all of those links will also be in the description of the podcast down below, as well as news to reviews links. If you can leave us a rating or review wherever you happen to be listening to the podcast, it's the best way you can help us get into the ears of more peeps. Lachlan. Oh, no, you've used my full name. He's oh, are you in trouble? Me. Do you have any final oh. words of wisdom for us this week? Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> Uh, my my words of wisdom. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again because it merits saying again. Uh, often the wise words do. If a game is mid, don't waste your time on it. <laughs> you're you're more important than a fucking mid ass game. Yeah, agree. And you heard Lockie. Don't play mid games and take care of yourselves and take yeah. care of one another. Do it.